Learfield IMG College. This is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Whatever it takes. SC Needham Jewelers. Where Utah gets engaged. And by Wingers. They're freaking amazing. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Thanks for making us part of your evening. we got a busy show for uh, show for you planned as the Aggies have a big, big one coming up as they hit the road to take on Fresno State. Gary Anderson joins us now, and we are live here at Wingers. Love for you to come by and hang out with us here inside the Cash Valley Mall. So, Coach, you know, you and I talk about this uh, every now and then after after losses Kids are resilient, sometimes far more resilient than uh, fans and coaches and even broadcasters. Uh, so how's the mindset of these guys after a disappointing loss? Really good. Um, you know, they're, they're fighters, and I keep saying that, and it's, it, it'll be that way all the way through the season with this group. They really like to compete and play, and they practice well. And, um, you know, it's uh, from the young guys to the old guys. I had an opportunity this week to, you know, with those 54 new young kids, and I brought a bunch of those new young kids. Some of them are playing, some of them yeah. aren't. I'm a little more intrigued, but I was able to meet with those kids individually. Just kind of always do that about two-thirds of the way through the season. Great attitudes, hard workers. Uh, they're excited to finish it off the right way to prep the seniors and uh, all the guys that are traveling to get them going. So it's been a very, very good week of practice. Um, a lot of determination, a lot of fight. Uh, I know what I enjoy every day when these kids – are together and you go through the locker room after practice and walk through there with them and you know they got a uh, good look in their eyes their competitive spirit is definitely there and you know there's been obviously frustration but they uh, they battle and come back and have prepared well this week and I think they're going this game and against a good football team and I think they expect to play well you know uh, I think you bring up an interesting point talking to some of these young guys you're you had four regular season games yet are there and you don't need to go into specifics if you don't want to but are there certain guys that you might look at getting in and getting some time in uh, considering uh, that you've got some games to, to burn here near the end of the season on the red shirt? Yeah, there's really nobody that we would look at right now and say, okay, we've waited till these last four games of the regular season to get uh, this this guy in or that guy. And those kids have been sprinkled in there throughout as okay. we needed them to. Um, and, and we'll see. You know, there's a couple guys that are still on that game three and some have played three. Uh, but the, if we need to put them in a position to be able to play uh, to help us win a game, that's what we've always said. We're going to play, and, and our kids will do that. I mean, if, if it, these, these young kids, if we said, hey, we need you for one game, and it's the 12th game, and, you know, you're going to lose your red shirt, they would play. Um, yeah. I really believe that. That's just the, the attitude of this young crew, and um, they've, they've bonded together, but these seniors have led that, you know, that crew, uh, all those new kids. They've helped them through the process, and so, you know, they give up a lot for this, uh, the older kids on the team. I want to talk about, uh, obviously, uh, you mentioned it after the game and uh, in subsequent interviews that uh, David Woodward sees is done. Uh, t- how, how hard is it as a coach to, to uh, because, you know, you, you love a kid and you want to love him up and you want to be there for him, but then you also have to, you also have to kind of move on too. Yeah. You know, how, how hard is that to work that? Well, I think, I think the first thing, and I know the first thing, you know, I, I went through that twice as a player my junior and senior year um, of college. I Halfway through the year, tore my knee up both times. And so same, I've been there myself. Knee? Yeah, same knee. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so fun times. Uh, so I've been there a little bit, so I think I can react to where they're, or at yeah. least have a feeling where they are. Uh, the first thing is take care of him. 
Uh, make sure that he's okay. Make sure that he understands that he needs to be part of what he wants to be part of. You know, and, and David is, is going on the trip because we need him to be with these two young linebackers. We have to have him there. And I've asked him, and he was instantly said, Coach, I'm going to help him, and he's there every day at practice. He's coaching him. He's in every meeting. Um, he'll he'll finish this thing off with us the right way. But you know, you worry about the young men, and then you worry about the next kids that are up. And it's it's it, you know everybody. It's it's easy to say, okay, next man up. But yeah. it's it's there's some stuff that goes into that too, especially when it's a freshman that's been in there and jumps in and has to go play. Um, and it does affect you know what you're trying to do. And now we're asking them to learn you know a fairly complex plan, but it won't be as complex. It just flat will not be as complex as say what we did in in the Reno game because. We can't be. You, know, yeah. you can't ask a freshman to do those things and ask him to go out there and play at that high level. So um, that may seem crazy to some people, but that's the facts. But David helping um, along with Coach Anna will allow those kids to play at the highest level they possibly can. Give me your thoughts on how you thought Elijah, Vaughn Puchong, some of these guys played in, in, in some minutes in that BYU game. Um, there's a learning curve. There's no doubt. And uh, we need them to, to get better. They played hard. Um, you know, Elijah forced the fumble on the one drive down there in the red zone, which is great. He's physical. He's tough-minded. He'll run to the ball, and, and he wants to learn and get better. Uh, but so the key is is just to make sure we're helping them understand. Kevin has done a great job being next to him and saying, okay, you know, let's – I'm here for you, yeah. basically. Yeah. But I don't want that to take away from Kevin's game. And quite honestly, in the BYU game, it just may have a little bit. He may have been worrying too much about the guy next to him and, and instead of worrying about Kevin. And so I think just there's there's those fine lines. Um, I'm saying Kevin played poorly, but I'm just saying I don't want him having to babysit the guy next to him and hinder his performance as he goes through because he still sets the defensive line and get those guys where they need to be. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a, it's a Revolving door, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just work with it every day, and you get those kids where they can and, and try to get them to feel comfortable. But they're both competitors. They're tough. They're, they're going to be great players because they're so athletic. And, you know, God-given ability um, is at a high level, and, and their care factor is extremely high. There are some seasons where things just kind of pile up on you a little bit, and then other seasons, I'm sure, where things kind of stay relatively healthy. And magic carpet rides are fun, man. Yeah, I've mean, been on a few of them. I just, <laughs> they're fun. You know, I, that's why I've always, I've always told coaches. I mean, like you guys have to be, uh, you have to be wired differently for this to handle the kind of year in and year out because you never know exactly what's going to happen. No, and it's hard. I mean, I'll be the first one. I, I, uh, it's very, very difficult for me to you know, feel like I'm letting down a group of kids and I'm letting down a fan base. And um, it's hard when you're in those positions. And so, you know, it makes you want to push harder. It makes you want to, you know, not not to sometimes do the things that are best for you probably, but are best for what you think you're trying to do to help a team. And that's it. That's just who, that's the way I'm built. And, you know, Stacy's on me every single day about it. But in these times, in these situations, it's time to, you know, push hard to try to help the kids get where they need to be, but be positive with them. Keep a smile on your face um, when there's time to have a smile on your face and make sure that they're focused and ready to go and, um, you know, bring them back from those fights because this team, they want to win. They, they want to win for themselves. Absolutely. Yes. And then individually, Absolutely yes. For Aggie Nation, absolutely yes. And, you know, it's uh, there is frustration. Um, and I get all that stuff. I just tell them all the time, guys, just, you know, let the frustration come to me. And, and it's it's hard for us all to be able to deal with those two losses in a row. There's no doubt. But bottom line is we get an opportunity to go compete again. And four opportunities guaranteed to compete again. And we can get ourselves another opportunity to compete. Yeah. Or two if we keep taking care of ourselves as we go through. So it's uh, – you know, it's a battle. It's a fight. I think it's important for myself to stay consistent, um, but also, you know, be demanding of, of myself and the other coaches because we have to expect more out of ourselves when we're in these times. 
It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we get you ready for a big one against Fresno. But you mentioned just that. You know, it's been a weird season in terms of timing of non-conference games and travel and all that other stuff. Now that's finally you can just put that behind you and just focus in on four big Mountain West Conference games. Yep, exactly. And I think the big thing is, is there's, there is no excuses. Nobody's going to look and say, well, you don't have this guy, you don't have that guy. You know, you know the, it's uh, you got who you have and that's who's on the roster. We have those four games left. They're good football teams. We know they're good football teams. And we have an opportunity to compete and we've played and beat some really good football you know. teams that we've gone through the year. So it's just the maturity of understanding who we are as coaches is key, number one. What are our deficiencies? What are the things that we do best? And let's make sure we put a kids in spot to be able to have a chance to be able to do that. If we do that and it goes our way, then we're in a, we're in a great spot and we continue to move on a fight. But, uh, you know, Fresno is, is number one. These kids know exactly what's there. And I'm just telling you that they're excited to play and, and represent themselves and um, Aggie Nation as a whole. And I, I really expect them to play well. I really do. Looking forward to talking about this Fresno game. We'll do that next. Also coming up a little bit later on, your chance to ask Coach a question. If you've got uh, something you want to uh, talk to Coach about, you'll have that opportunity coming up a little bit later on. And, of course, as always, we'll wrap up the show with a uh, conversation with a couple of the student-athletes as well. Live here at Wingers, you're listening to Aggie football on the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. It's also your chance to show your Aggie pride at any Wingers location. Use your Aggie Visa card to pay for your meal and receive a free dessert. Plus, you'll be entered to win an Aggie football package, including tech and tickets to the next home game. Stop by any USU or Golden West Credit Union branch to pick up your Aggie Visa card. Congratulations to Stephanie Delgado for being selected as this year's winner. USU Credit Union be reaching out to you, Stephanie, to redeem that prize. Go Aggies. This is the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the uh, Aggie Coaches Show, Gary Anderson, as we uh, count you down to kick off Utah State taking on Fresno coming up this weekend. Fresno, uh, interesting game. They were down big early to Hawaii, then came back, took a lead. Hawaii came back, took it back, and then uh, Fresno was able to get a win. That's a big – anytime you go over the islands, you get a W. That's, a, that's an impressive win. Yeah, and Hawaii's playing pretty well this year. Yeah. Uh, they've made some dramatic improvements from – a year ago, the quarterback's playing well, and they're uh, you know throwing that ball all over the lot. But the defense is playing well. And it was it was it was a crazy game. It did. It went back and forth. I've watched it many times, and you know they did a great job on offense, just going down the field there at the end and got the ball back. They had timeouts, but they got the ball back with uh, not a bunch of time left, and they moved right down the field. And quarterback did some thing with his legs, made a couple of nice throws, and they broke a big run up the middle to about the ten yard line and kicked the ball with I don't know six seven seconds left, yeah. and the game was over. I know that can be a, a um, Fresno can be in a rough place to play when they're when they've got it rolling. Sometimes when they're, they don't have it rolling, it's not quite that difficult. But still, that's uh, that's not a friendly environment to go into. No, it never is. Um, that's a good home base, and I've been there for them, and I've been there a few times. And so, you know, I know that walk into the stadium pretty well. <laughs> it can be an interesting walk into the stadium and interesting walk down the big old hill. I'm assuming it's still the same as it was uh, years ago. So. Um, but you know you got you got two good you got two good teams that um, are right now the same you know four and four had some tough losses had some quality wins and battling like crazy to get themselves uh, in a position to be able to take the next step and win some conference games. You uh, you're up against a quarterback that's got a little moxie to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fighter. He has got it's a great way to put what he is. He's a, at least what I've seen on film. Tremendous competitor, savvy. Uh, 
gamer, you know, loves to play football and just, you know, knows when to break it, when to run with it, can throw a very, very nice deep ball, plays well within the system. Uh, Tedford's a great quarterback coach. That's been proven for many, many, many years. Um, so, you know, it's obvious that uh, this kid is, he just has kind of got that it factor of, you know, he believes he can do anything. He believes yeah. he can get it done. And he can score at any time or win the game at any moment. And he's got he's got juice. Um, you know, every time he runs and somebody faces him up, he's going to slide. So hopefully that you'll, you know, hit him in the helmet and get a personal foul and get thrown out of the game. That's how a quarterback should play, man. Yeah. I mean, that's how you should do it. You should dive. You should make those things. And, you know, there's times to, to be extremely smart and times to take chances. And um, I, I'm, I'm impressed with him. I think he's a really good player. He's a little bit like the San Diego State guy. Uh-huh. Run, run yeah. around a bit, yeah. try to keep plays yeah. going. Yeah. Throw, you know, I, yeah, yes. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say yes, yes. <laughs> He's the he's a good player, yeah. and uh, and they've got a they've got a running back too that uh, that has done some good things for him and he's been there for a bit. Yes. Um, and uh, in uh, Ronnie Rivers, yeah, he um, gosh, he made a couple plays in, in just some games that I've looked at and watched, and you know he just did great hop skip jump guy you know as far as he can just get the one to cut plant his foot get it down on the ground and uh, he made some tremendous runs he's got good speed quickness agility um, and he's a tough kid you know, he'll put his face on you and pass protection so he's he's got you know he's got some miles on him now it's not his first rodeo so he knows what what he's doing and how he's doing it out there and, and he's he's well oiled in that offense and they do a good job of using him at certain times you know the fly sweep is something that they do a great job with in their offensive scheme that's very very difficult to defend and you know um uh uh, defending fly sweep is always something you have to work hard on, but these guys do it in multiple different ways, multiple opportunities, no, multiple people get their hands on the ball, so that's something else you have to keep uh, your eye on. Number seven is a guy that comes to mind on that. That He's not the only guy that runs it, but he yeah. is extremely fast. They use their tight end much? They use both those kids. Yeah. You know, um, uh, 16 and 15. 16, 15 is in there, and now 80 comes in quite a bit too, yeah. and he'll play in their bigger personnel groupings. And But those kids, uh, those first two kids are more H-type guys. You know, they're uh, uh, move around and the line of scrimmage guys not as much as 80 is, but they'll still get on there and, and play um, with their hand on the ground and do some good things. So it's, there's times when they'll have three tight ends in the game. And, you know, there are a lot of multiple multiple sets, a lot of multiple people on the field, which is, uh, you know, offensively it causes you some problems in your prep to be able to meet up three or four or five different personnel groups and build different formations out of it. And, again, that Coach Tedford's very good at it, and he's always going to be a guy that wants to run the football first and yeah. pound you, which is, you know, it's a good place to live. They were uh, they were. Really really good defensively this year and i know they lost a lot of those players uh but what what will they try to throw at you defensively uh you're right i mean last year they were they were lights out um this year they, they've lost some people and anytime you take a shot and lose eight people on one side of the ball or whatever it was that was there there's some tremendous players well, you so, know that feeling yeah yeah there's yeah. Yeah, you lose guys and you fight to replace them and that's what they've done so they've got some good players out there that have um, you know they're growing, they're developing. They'll mix up their pressures very well. Got some zone pressures, some man pressures. They're um, a four down front most of the time, but not all the time. And you know, sound within their coverages. And so again, it's a team that what you're going to get in this league every single week. It's a it's a well coached team, in my opinion, that you know has done some very solid things, and they've given themselves a chance to win games. And you know, the, it kind of it swings on. You look at the SC game, and the SC gets up, and all of a sudden they come screaming right back out of there. And it's one thing to say the offense got them back in the game. But 
but the defense pumped the brakes and said, okay, enough is enough, SC. Let's slow you down here a little bit and give our offense a chance to be able to get back in the game. And, and that's what they've done. And they've, they, you know, they've done the same thing last week at Hawaii. They've been able to, you know, if they give up a couple drives, they come back and, and get themselves in a fighting spot to be able to come back and, and give their offense a chance. And, um, you know, frankly, that's something that uh, we haven't been able to do the last couple of weeks, right? We haven't yeah. been able to do that on offense or be able to do it on defense. And they've been able to do that. That's why they've been able to win some of those games. You know, uh, I mean, Air Force was uh, historically low in time of possession. Yes. Got a little bit better against BYU. It did. Is there some things you can do that you're still kind of hoping for to kind of even up that, that number a bit? Yes, and I think you can see us working to identify what our strengths are and, you know, identify what our deficiencies have been. And you can see with the fly sweep, you can see it with the empty stuff. Um, there's always a, you know, there's there's the, you need to advance as a coach when you're in that position. And, you know, these coaches need to – they need to advance. And I don't care where you're at, what your record is, what your situation is, or what you're fighting for or what you're not fighting for. Um, you need to every week get better as a football coach, and that's what that's what they get paid to do is, number one, take care of kids, and number two, do all they can to put a product on the field that's a quality product. It is an entertainment business at the yeah. end of the day. That's what we are. We're entertainers. And, um, you know, the kids are the entertainers, and we're the ones that are putting the production together for them to be able to go out. And we must do a good job and continue to progress. And I think we've had some of those tweaks. We're working to get those tweaks on offense more so. Um, and on defense, but yet also make sure that we keep it in an, an area where the kids can manage and play fast, right? The last thing is you want is you, your feet can't move because your mind's trying to work, and yeah. that's a bad place to live. Um, I, you know, we talked a little bit. We went position group by position group last week on the show. Uh, offensive line, uh, how, do you think they've, how do you think they're continuing to develop with another game under their belt? Well, you know, I think that uh, we did a better job of, of emphasizing get the ball out. Yeah. And they gave that amount of time that they needed to. Now, it was a three-down front last run, last week. It was a very physical three-down pass rush and drop eight probably, I don't know, 60%, 70% of the time out of out of BYU. Um, so we did just get the ball out for the most part um, in the time we needed. It'll be challenged in a different way this week. So growing, uh, working hard. I, mean, I, I, I go to the show tonight. I go in there, and that whole offensive line is sitting in there watching film and, yeah. you know, looking over the their last look tapes that Coach Woods has got for them, and they're grinding in the weight room. Their weights are very good. You look at their weights every week. We don't have a bunch of freshmen that are dropping 10 or 15 pounds on the offensive line through the year, which can typically be a, a situation that happens with young kids. So they're giving you everything they got um, every single week, and I think they're continuing to progress and get better. But again, just identify and understand that they're youthful, and we need to make sure that we do all we can to not protect them is not the right word, yeah. but let them play where they can be successful in the run game and in the throw game and was better I thought last week and production was better which was great to see and so you know it's it's on us as coaches because you're going to get all those kids got I promise you every single snap you're going to get all they got it's the Gary Anderson coaches shows we're live here at Wingers love for you to come by and hang out with us and again coming up in our next segment you'll have an opportunity to ask coach a question and get some thoughts on Fresno State and the rest of the uh, Mountain West Conference schedule uh, you got Wyoming coming up in a week and then uh and then, of course, uh, Boise State, and then uh, wrap things up against New Mexico. But, you know, for every now and then you look and you think, okay, back-to-back losses and, and some of these other things. But then you look at your conference record, three and one. And, yeah. uh, you know, to a certain extent, you still control your own destiny. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. And you have to remember that. And we've, we've, we've won three conference games. And, yes, we have lost the last two games. I think a lot of it is just, you know, the, the way those games went. I mean, it just it doesn't put a good – feel in in anybody's world but uh it is, it is what it is but we did 
beat some really good teams in those conference outings and we're three and one and this is a huge game and these kids understand that they know that the opportunity to go compete against Fresno we're basically in the exact same situation we have one more conference win than they do they're obviously on the other side but getting that up to get into the fifth win is huge have an opportunity to get the sixth win you know and who knows what takes place who knows what San Diego State's yeah. going to do on their side who knows what Air Force is going to do on our side what's Boise going to do on our side you know we don't control our own destiny with Air Force obviously with the one loss unless they have to lose but uh, we sure do with everybody else that we're playing with Wyoming and we do with Boise um, and so this is an opportunity to be able to go out and compete and uh, you know they they're excited and uh, I'm I'm excited to get on that airplane and go watch these kids play again. Well, I think too, it's a certain extent probably nice to to get away from town a little bit and get back because I think there's a certain. I'd lot rather stay in Logan. Really? Trust me, I, okay. I drove down the hill today and it was <laughs> yeah, it's no. I'd rather stay right here. So. I just always thought that was interesting to maybe get away and get those dudes in a hotel room and and from a chemistry and a camaraderie yeah. standpoint, I don't know maybe those road trips help out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we have fun, you know, and I think that's the big thing is they they know that it's uh, it's closing in on them pretty quick and the opportunity for them now to be able to go and enjoy each other on these trips that, that is a, that absolutely true there's there's relationships that are made i think on every trip that uh weren't there before just because of the plane ride or you sit by somebody at dinner and you know we sit down and watch a game and do some things tomorrow night and they sit by somebody that they didn't know or they talk about yeah. things that they would never talk about normally on a you know a friday night over at herm's Inn when we go over there just for an hour and a half and go back home so um there, there there's some positives to that but i think we would all say if we could play 12 home games we'd They're be done very happy to start. Done and done. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Your chance to ask Coach a question. We'll continue on next here on the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. It's Utah State and Fresno State coming up from Fresno, California on Saturday afternoon right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome on back. It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here in Logan at Wingers. Team will hop on a plane tomorrow, head to Fresno for a big showdown coming up at uh, 5 o'clock in Fresno, California, which should be a really fun game. And, hey, Coach, at least it's not 830 on the road. Exactly. Yes. I'll take that. And it's going to be uh, 70 degrees or so. It's yeah. be nice, and it's a little bit of an earlier kickoff. That's that's awesome. No weird Southern ordinance where you have yeah. to bus yeah. three hours after the game. My, my, I mean, my sister on the uh, East Coast there in New Jersey area, she can actually get the one. She was the first one when it came out. She was like, yes, I can watch a game finally and not fall asleep. <laughs> I don't have to. Start so watching hopefully, the game. Hopefully, we won't put you to sleep. There's this. There you go. Good thing. <laughs> you don't have to start watching it at 10:30 at night. No doubt. Um, you, uh, you know, you talk about the landscape of this team. And by the way, if you got a question for Coach? Feel free to raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to talk to Coach, I, I, I saw somebody corner you earlier and say, "I'm going to ask you this off the air." She, she has no filter. never has never has never will but so again if you have a question for coach again we'd love to have you uh chat a little bit um you know it's interesting and and i know you got to be really careful how you handle this but twitter was buzzing a little bit over the weekend uh it does seem like uh on the recruiting world there's there's always some wins out there for you yeah we had uh you know we had a really good weekend the young men that came up there was uh some official visitors and it went well um you know so i felt uh there were some positive things, great kids, great players. And you know, it's the, the thing I keep talking about in recruiting this year is that we're so specific that, man, if you're, if you're on an official visit with us, you, you're like a, a difference maker. And, yeah. and then we're searching hard to make sure we fulfill those right amount of kids in the right spot to get the missionaries set where they need to be. And, um, and then strategically find three or four kids that are difference makers that we can potentially push forward like we did with a few of those kids this year because we're going to need to do that. And, you know, some of those spots where we have young players and, 
and and just be creatively recruiting and recruit every day. But it it was it was a great crowd. I mean, it was absolutely oh, fantastic yeah. environment. Those kids sit there and see that and feel it and understand it. And um, yes, the game went as it went, but all those parents were there and they spent the time with our academic people and just did the whole presentation of of the visit is what it always is and what I believe in is a special special place. And you know, those parents saw it and obviously we had some success over the weekend, which was great to see. Again, you got two more home games coming up, and you'd love to see a crowd like that again because that was just there was something really special in the air for that one. It, it absolutely is, and you know I'd like it to be like that every single game, and you know uh, it's uh, we're pushing for that, we're wanting that as a football team, and I know that Aggie Nation wants that as a whole, and it's it, it is it's a, it's a special place to play, and you know we want to play well in front of that crowd, and we want to represent well and take care of our business, and um, every single time we play in there, but that crowd is a huge part of it, and you know much thanks to everybody that was there for all of our kids. That's just it's, they, they don't they don't forget that they understand that and every time they practice in there every day I know they look up in that the, the stands and uh, in their mind they envision that full um, yeah. like it was last week and it was it was an electric environment. Gary Anderson coaches show here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College as uh, Utah State gets set to hit the road and uh, take it on Fresno State coming up this weekend. You've you've coached there a couple times. You know how difficult it is to play. Uh, in that stadium against that team. And uh, Coach Tedford's one of the best when it comes out there in terms of X's and O's. There's no doubt. And, he, you know, he's been around for a long time and has had some successful teams. And he's been, you know, if you've – I guess he's like any coach. You do it long enough. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's been a great coach. He's been a really bad coach sometimes, just like myself, and been an okay coach sometimes, right? I mean, that's where he's been. So you're not going to phase the guy is my point. And he's a great offensive mind and has had a lot of success where he's been as a, as a head coach and a few different spots. And, you know, I think he's very settled in and understands where he is and, and, and really likes where he is from just – and I don't know him real well, but he seems to be, you know, really enjoying where he is there at Fresno and, and the whole environment of, of this league and, quite frankly, this level. I think yeah. he really – he's a lot like Rocky and myself, is understanding that this is a – it's a tremendous level where you can really, you know, develop kids. There's nothing wrong with every level. There's – I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form, but you kind of – it's kind of where we grew up, yeah. if you will, yeah. as far as understanding the, you know, um, just developmental process of kids. And I think he's very prideful of that in his program. That's just me looking from afar. So great coach. Um, looking forward to competing in, in that setting and watching our teams play. You know, the, you bring up an interesting point, too. I mean, you, you've done the P5 thing, and you know what that's all about. Uh, i got to imagine coming back here, you may not have the same resources, but, but to be able to work with a, a kid that maybe have his chip on his shoulder that wants to be developed, that may not necessarily be a five-star kid, maybe you lose a little bit of the entitlement, but you, and, and you get a chance to really get down and, uh, and work with some of these kids. There's, there's cases like that, you know, there's no doubt. And not every kid that plays P5 is, a, you know, spoiled or whatever he's going to be. There's no question, you know what I'm saying. But um, there is just in, in, I guess, in my blood and the way I was growing up, and maybe that's because of Coach McBride was my position coach, and I worked for him for all those years. And, you know, quite frankly, Ron Ron Hahn and Wayne Starton at at Rick's Junior College when I was first coaching, it was always a, you know, bring those kids in and search for those kids that got that chip on their shoulder, they got that want to, they're maybe underdeveloped right now, but boy, and look where they can be. And look like look at Andy Koch. I mean, he's a perfect example yeah. of Utah State football, right? That's that's a perfect example. I mean, we're, when we were recruiting him at Oregon State and, uh, you know, all 
all of a sudden that that kid was, I don't know what he was, a couple hundred pounds, and all of a sudden he's, he's a 300-pound freshman offensive tackle who's going to be a great player, and that, that's awesome to see. Um, you know, and so there, and there's a number of kids, not just single men on this team, but yeah, I'm I'm very prideful in that, and I it's a it's a fun spot to be in to look and work and you know identify those kids and and see exactly where they're going and how they're developing and growing and talking to those kids this week and those individual meetings, they're prideful too. They say, Coach, I've gained 15 pounds, I've gained 12 pounds, I've done this with my squad, I've done this with my bench press, and um, you know I have to kind of sometimes say, Hey, well let's let's talk about you know sociology, not yeah. talk about the, the bench press so much. Let's see. Let's see how that math class is yeah. going and how's our tutors and our mentors and things for you. But, uh, you know, it, it, a developmental program is, is an awesome place to be and um, excited to keep them going. What's it, you know, uh, when you look at, you know, when you're scouting a kid and you're looking to see if whether he's the right recruit, I, what's really been fascinating about your staff and what you've done, and, and frankly, uh, back when Utah was in the Mountain West, you guys, with the ability to identify you know, a kid maybe like the Kruger, you know, maybe no playing quarterback. Yes. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, he's playing, you know, on the defensive line in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to identify that's his frame. He may be playing this in high school, but we're going to get him into the weight program. And two years later, he'll be a left tackle or he'll yep. be a defensive end. I mean, yep. that's to me, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Steve Fafita was like that. Steve yeah. Fafita was the, the Fiesta Bowl MVP, and uh, he was a running back in high school. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. And he was a nose guard for me for a number of years. And um, so it's just, you know, it's, first of all, you look at competitive spirit, right? That's what you want to be able to see. A kid that loves the game of football loves to compete. And if it's multi-sports, that's great. That's a little harder to do these days just because some coaches don't like them to, but we still like to be able to get that done. Um, so all those things are, are continuing to be, you know, a big part of multi-sport athlete, ultra-competitive, and is bought into his school, right? That's an, and they, they don't all come from around here, but yeah. the core of this program is is you're going to be you're going to be sucked in to Utah State if you come here, and that's a special thing too because so many of these kids are from around here and they have those ties and those deep ties to Utah as a whole, and uh, uh, so all those things go into the recruiting spot. But uh, you know, when we go out of state uh, for the most part, we're going out to find. Um, the players that are, could be difference makers for us, and sometimes we take developmental kids out of state too. Is it hard to identify toughness in recruiting? It is. It is. I think it's an educational process through the coach, through the people he's around, through the young man as you get to see him more than just once. And and you can get tricked. You know, you, I mean, yeah. football football as a whole and and recruiting is a. Um, it's far from an exact science, I would just say, right? And it's. I remember. Can't remember who said this a long time ago. A coach that I was I was with said, you know, if you go if you go one out of three as a recruiter, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Um, but if you know if you go two out of four, then you're overachieving. So I don't know where the, I don't know where you're at on that. You know line, who right? drops that line every February is Jay Hill. Does it? Jay yeah. picked that yeah. up from yeah. you, yeah. and he drops that all the time. It's, it's it's true though, right? I mean, you've got to, you've got to evaluate your recruiting as you go through there, and um, that's an important part of the whole of the whole process. But it's. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to go and identify those kids and evaluate them. We do it every single day, every single week as we go through it. Now, it's fun to go back and watch those 53 new kids. Well, as we go through, we take a couple, three of those kids every single week right now, and we look back and say, okay, now, would we take this young man again? This is where he is. This is his toughness. This is what he's doing and all that stuff. So, you know, you look at Caleb and Siosi, and, I mean, you would never take those guys again if all of a sudden you had to take them at the end of this year. So... <laughs> They're not even listening. <laughs> they got their attention now. All right, hey, we actually have a uh, question. Go ahead, sir. You're uh, you're up here. I have nothing to do with this question, coach. Oh, see, okay. There you go. Now I'm gonna get it. Well, the people of the audience wanted to know, what are you getting 
Mrs. Anderson for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know what? The last thing I've thought about is Christmas, to be honest with you. Um, I have no idea, Sios. I have no clue. I won't worry about that for a long time. How about, uh, how about a win over Fresno State, Stace? How would that be for a Christmas present? That'd be an early that's, present. That's that'd be perfect. That, that would right be there. good. That'd be good. Yes. Oh, that's funny. All right. Any other questions? Uh, we'll wrap this thing up with Coach and uh, talk to some players coming up next. But, Coach, always a pleasure. Thanks, Appreciate man. it. Appreciate it. Go Aggies. There you go. Gary Anderson. It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we uh, come to you live here from Wingers. Your chance to uh, chat with some of the uh, players, the student-athletes for this Utah State football team. Caleb Rep, kind enough to join us, as well as uh, Dalton Baker. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Dalton, let's start with you, man. Uh, let's talk about your, your path and uh, what, what led you here to Utah State. Oh, man, it's it's been a kind of a crazy experience, kind of where I've came from and how I've ended up here in Logan. Um, you know, grew up in Payson, Utah, and, uh, you know, small town kind of recruiting was very slow to begin with. Yeah. You know, going into my senior year that summer, um, wasn't really much going on, and me and my dad just kind of put it upon ourselves, and we traveled all over the western part of the st- uh, country, actually, and was going to camp after camp, and... You know, came up to the camp here, and, you know, they gave me an offer soon after I left the camp, and lo and behold, I've been here ever since, so. It was a little frustrating, thinking like, look, I know I can do this. Where's where's the paperwork? Let's make this happen. <sighs> yeah, I mean, at first it was, but at the same time, um, it's challenging, and which I like a challenge. I don't want things yeah. simply just given to me just because I'm talented or someone thinks I want to be able to show that I can earn it and actually work for it, and uh I feel better that way as, you know, being a you know, student athlete, just being able to earn and say that I've worked for that rather than just handed to me for, you know, looking good on a football field. So. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Rep kind enough to join us. Your pass a little different. Uh, talk about when you decided that you were ready to uh, move on from Utah. What was it about Utah State that jumped out at you? Um, I mean, it was just Coach A that stood out really. Yeah. That, you know, just because we had a good relationship at Utah. He was the D-line coach when I was playing D-line there, so – we had that relationship already built, and that's pretty much what attracted me to Utah State. And did they tell you right away we wanted you to go back to tight end? Yeah. So yeah. from going from tight end, DN, back to tight end, what's that been like for you? Um, I mean, it's been a trip. I mean, you definitely um, you learn you learn a lot, you know. So yeah, I just yeah. I mean, I take it as a blessing just because yeah, yeah. like I learned the defensive side, and then I know the offensive side, so I kind of figure out how both sides think and it definitely helps on the football field and everything so. but but has it had to change the way you train and the way you eat and stuff like that yeah yeah um when i was playing dn i would i, I was just i'm naturally quicker off the line than most of the d yeah. linemen so i didn't train too much at that but when i go back into this system and this offense i'm more of a tight end receiver so i i like to work on my quickness and i don't feel like and like that's like the difference in training stuff what so. do you uh what do you prefer between tight end and DN? Yeah. Oh, tight end. Yeah. I like catching touchdowns. So, so, when, so when they uh, when they shifted you to DN at Utah, you're like, man, I wish I could go back to tight end. Um, no. I mean, I don't know. I just they, – they did it, and I was just, like, cool with it. I yeah, just went yeah. along with it just because they needed that at the time, and I was just willing to help the team. 
So, but I mean, it was it was fun. It made me tougher playing D line for sure, and I think that's what I needed most, especially as a young college player. You know. Yeah. So it was good for me, I think. So Dalton, talk about your development as a player here at Utah State, and uh, how you feel like you've come along during uh, during your tenure. Oh man, I've been kind of all over in the same shoes as Caleb here. Um, <laughs> I think I've played every position on defense besides corner and safety. That's for sure in my years, and then my first year and a half here. Played H back and tight end. So, yep. yeah, they can't say I can't catch because I played offense in college. So I can always hold that to myself. But uh, it's been great, man. I mean, came up, you know, started out as offensive side of the ball, and then with you know the Vigil brothers graduating a little bit before me, and then Fackler leaving my freshman year. You know, they were kind of well, you got the mentality to play defense, and you played both ways in high school. So, I mean, you're a student of the game, and you love learning even both sides when you're only on in offensive meetings. So. Moved over to there, played some outside backer and some inside backer for, for a couple of years, and last year put on about 35 pounds and played DN and 4I last year. And then this year I'm kind of slimmed out a little bit, a little quicker, faster, and playing outside backer, playing inside a little bit, playing anything from, you know, a nine technique to a zero all yeah. over our fronts. So just being versatile and being a student of the game has blessed me a lot to play multiple positions. So That's what's been kind of fun because, you know, I'll be up there calling a game and I'll see – you know, I'll see Tipa over the uh, over the center. You know, I'm like, mm. what is going on out there? Yeah. You know, but I got to imagine as a player, that's got to be kind of fun to, to to be all over the field a little bit. Oh yeah, it's it's good because then you can see the field and how the offense operates in multiple different areas and different directions. Where, you know, if you're stuck at doing one position your whole life, your whole career, you don't really learn or notice the little things the other positions do. And I think what that happening is allows you to be a better football player in general, just to play a better speed, more knowledge of the game, and your whereabouts on the field. So, uh, Caleb, uh, let's go back to uh, the offense a little bit. What's it like playing in, uh, you know, the, the the system's a little quicker up here and uh, the pace. What was that adjustment like for you? Oh, um, it was tiring. You had to <laughs> definitely be in shape and everything. And then since I've been doing that spring ball, when I came in that summer, uh, I had to catch up to them and everything. But, yeah, that, that pace is fast. It's it's really fast. Do you enjoy it now that when you get accustomed to it, do you enjoy playing in it? Yeah, once you – yeah, because it, it definitely – it makes the whole offense go. And it's and it really just like attacking the defense. And, and like, that's what's so great about it is just because um, you just get the defense tired and you just keep running your plays that you do and it just all works out. On a defensive side, going up against that every day, that, I got to imagine that's that, that's a trip for you as well. Oh, yeah, that's just great, just great fun through fall camp, doing that every day against the same dudes. And you know what's coming, but it just never gets easier because these guys, I'm, they practice with more speed than I've ever seen or heard or been around ever. And it's good to go against as a defense because when we're playing against teams that are using a huddle offense or not quite the pace, I mean, we're out there just standing, all right, you guys ready to run a play yet? We're just waiting on you. So yeah. it kind of, you know, I guess – preps both sides of the ball, you know, them working on their timing, technique, and everything. Also with us being able to run and make adjustments on defense is that much quicker. So, How's uh, how's the coaching staff? How do you like playing for Justin? He's a great dude. And he's always this fiery, go get him, happy attitude. He's always... I heard coach. he can be a bit fiery from time to time. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're... He's the type of coach where he expects you to, if he confronts you on something you mess up, don't mess up on it again. Either yeah. get it right or we're going to have an issue. And that's something I like to be around because it's holding yourself and your teammates accountable, not only by, you know, him just presenting that, but it wears off on 
uh, guys on the defense. So it kind of makes it all the same personality for everybody. So You guys have dealt with some injuries, Fua, David. Um, how's that been like to try to go with that next man up approach and, and kind of rally around the guys that are, that are healthy and ready to go? I mean, it's not been too difficult because right at the start of the year we had, you know, great depth on defense. We're kind of, you know, yeah. older defense, and that's just allowed everybody to play as a unit, even though, you know, if we have ones or twos, there really was no drop-off between the ones and the twos. We were all been playing together, you know, even with the injuries. You know, next man up has been very, very um, simple for us. But now, you know, we kind of have a few more injuries, you know, middle part of the year, and, New guys stepping up, taking a role is just kind of the older guys got to put them under their wing and kind of just lead the way and help them learn and just progress as the season goes on. So, all right, so Caleb, um, you know the offense had had, had some struggles over the last couple of weeks. You kind of got it going a little bit against BYU. What do you guys need to do to kind of take this next step offensively? Um, I think it's just execu- execution. Like we we kind of for a little bit we strained away from like what we are known for doing and what we like to do. Yeah. Then we came back to that, and I think just last week it was just the execution of it, you know. It's pretty tough to win a game over seven turnovers. So, I mean, it's just taking care of the ball, you know, just the simple things. And I think we got back to that this week, really focus, uh, focusing on that kind of stuff, and I think we'll be all right. I mean, it's a great offense. We just got to execute it. So, What's it like playing with a guy like Jordan Love? Well, he's great. Yeah, he's a, he's a slinger for sure. He can throw yeah. that thing. I mean, it's pretty fun just because, I mean, and I played with some pretty good quarterbacks down there too uh, at my old school, but, yeah, but he's definitely different. So it's pretty fun to play with a guy that can air it out there and stuff. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's a good player. You know, and uh, we were talking last week about uh, the offense, and Coach said, you know what? Time to let this offense just go out and rip it a little bit and go out and have some fun and get back to what they're doing. And I think it sounds like you guys are on that path. Yeah, I mean, definitely with this offense, I feel like this offense just has so many weapons that can go any which way on the field, you know, at running yeah. back, uh, receiver, tight ends, everything, you know. I feel like we can attack you um, in different ways, so I feel it's kind of just like pick your poison and stuff, like how you want to play us, and then we'll just attack you like that. But we're definitely – we're just going to keep going fast, though, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Caleb, slow down. or excuse me, uh, Dalton, when you look at this uh, defense and you look at uh, what you guys want to get accomplished the final four games of the season, you don't need to go X's and O's on me. I don't want you giving up a game plan or anything. But uh, what do you guys need to do to kind of right the ship a little bit defensively? Um, I mean, it's kind of – you could ask that question. It could be self-explanatory, you know, play hard, play this, you know, do that. But yeah. for us as a team and as a unit on the defense side of the ball, I believe it's uh, – the new guys kind of stepping up, being able to rally around them and not have frustrations, more of a teaching type of approach with it. And always, of course, we, you know, based off of just relentless effort and just swarming the ball, doing everything 100 miles an hour best we can and holding each other accountable to that. Um, not letting little things slack off, whether it could be just wearing the right colored socks to practice. You know, it's just, you know, towards the middle, of the, towards the end of the season, you know, little things like that can start slipping in certain programs and all that and just builds on each other in a negative way and as veteran part of the team on the defense we just got to hold that um, standard high and just keep going so So, uh we always like to try to get you guys uh, get to know you a little bit more not just as athletes but as uh student athletes so uh so dalton uh what are you what are you looking to graduate in i know you want to play for a long time but what do you want to do when you hang up the cleats um, actually, I'm getting into a degree in agricultural and applied systems technology. Going back to the farm? Uh, not necessarily really the farm. I mean, do a lot of that stuff. I mean, I'm also in the school of business and yeah. another minor in entrepreneurship, business management. 
So uh, just anywhere, I mean, both sides of my family are kind of self-employed, running their own businesses, companies nice. like that. So probably doing something like that, probably with my brother in the next you know, few years, whenever the cleats decide to be hung up. You know, that's in other people's hands and God's hands for sure. But just right now, focus on ball and, you know, if the chance presents itself to play at the next level, then take it full full head. So, Caleb, you already got that uh, diploma under your belt. Uh, what do you get it in, and uh, what do you what do you eventually want to do? Well, I got it in Soch, and I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm You're thinking about like my parents are teachers, something about maybe that or you want to go into coaching. <laughs> yeah, um, coaching would be cool. I mean, if it like came up, but right now I don't know. I'm just going with the flow, see what yeah. happens, and then. Maybe travel a lot after football's over. Not really looking to like get into work too fast. You know what? <laughs> work sucks, man. There's no rush there. Hey, well, we appreciate you guys getting to know you guys a little bit. Uh, have a great game coming up on Saturday. Look forward to doing this again. Appreciate Saturday. it. Appreciate there it. There you Thank go. You. Great conversation. Dalton Baker, Caleb Rep, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. That wraps it up for us. Remember, game coming up on Saturday. Uh, also, basketball coming up tomorrow. Tony Parks will have the play-by-play for that. And then uh, we'll be back with you on Saturday for some Aggie football. But, again, tomorrow in the Spectrum, big one against Weber State in the Spectrum. And then on Saturday should be a fun one against Fresno State. Thanks for everyone who joined us. Thanks for everyone who hung out with us here at Wingers in Logan. You're listening to Aggie Football on Learfield IMG College. On the Aggie Sports Network, this has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by Ford. Go further. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Wingers. They're freaking amazing. And by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.